0: All right, so this is, I was, welcome back, first and foremost, to um, another episode of College Uncensored. This is our second episode of the week, which we have been doing, like we said, without Tyler. Tyler, uh, of course, is um, doing one episode a week in the off-season because he's got a family and shit to do and responsibilities and all sorts of stuff. Uncle Chris is deep diving into graduation uh facts and fiction from sec athletes and listening to a way too much creed i'll say it that being said we have our favorite co-host uh and guest co-host here chris gordy how the hell are you
1: hey what's up marler good to be here man it's a fun time of year we got uh spring football's over and now we're into like over under season where all the sports books are putting out their over under wind totals and all Mm -hmm. that stuff so uh plenty of time to dissect it all and uh you know guests on teams that don't even know who their
0: quarterbacks are yet yeah that's also true what's up Willie Gray um we're also gonna start thank you I appreciate it happy late birthday to me 28 bro like as you can tell from my backwards hat and throwing up the peace signs I'm gonna also I figured this out I'm gonna start taking pictures with like giving like the middle finger like people did in middle school it was like my least favorite thing that people would do but I'm gonna do it so I look younger from now on I think that's like the the main thing when was um, your
2: birthday?
0: huh when was your birthday May 5th. okay. Thanks, dickhead. It was a week ago. I texted you. You did. You did. Um, Okay. So we've got uh, a good show. I'm actually really excited. We've got a bunch of topics to talk about. Um, There are – we're going to talk a little bit about the georgia florida rivalry possibly being moved for two years. Um, What that might entail, I think one of our listeners and one of my good friends, Casey Hampton, hit the nail on the head with my biggest takeaway from it, which we'll get to later – uh, then we're going to talk in uh, talk about um, teams with the biggest uh, chance to bounce back this season, not only from the SEC, but from around the country, and then also teams that we think are going to regress as well. Um, then in about 20 minutes, we're going to bring on our social media guy, and he's going to talk about some of his favorite moments from the offseason, because there's a lot to discuss there <laughs> and which fan bases, um, and then we'll get into top five season and and. Uh, list season like we we talked about and and go over something I saw last week on um Twitter and it was specifically about Bama receivers saying they're top five receivers but we're not going to talk about Bama receivers we're going to do our top five receivers in college football over the last 10 years uh, it is a very SEC heavy list I'll tell you that pretty much I think all of the picks I had were from the SEC um, and then that's about it so first and foremost though where are you from what you drinking if you're if you're joining in in the in the chat let us know. I'm being lame. I'm just having a water tonight. I thought about going to get a big tall boy Coors, but I didn't. What do you Bud, Or Bud Light, you know. I, I'm, I mean, people really don't like that. <laughs> people like, are really getting... You know, I'll say my least favorite thing about that whole Bud Light thing was that, besides the Kid Rock video, which was awesome, um, was then like the Facebook dad joke that came out afterwards. Like, well, if you were already drinking Bud Light, guess what, dude? you're probably a woman or whatever it was it was just ridiculous um there's,
1: there's a group i work with or like they work with people i work with and they own multiple brands yeah and they own Anheuser bush and coors light and all this it's funny we asked how their business being affected and they're like well but light's gone down but miller coors has gone up and so they're like which there's no change in our business it's the yeah. same thing it's just you know if you only work with that one brand i'm sure maybe you've been affected but
0: yeah but. that's fair um, all right and there's a, you know there's a couple fan bases that will get upset about that not about culture ball, well, but there's another fan base that's upset with me again it's not a shock to anyone i asked a i asked a very serious question on twitter and and we're going to get into this and and it's not a dig at this person but i just noticed this and it kind of blew my mind that I don't think Stetson Bennett graduated. <laughs> and and uh, so let me be very clear what it says. This is like not a talking point or like something we're gonna be like, should Stetson Bennett have graduated? Like, I don't care at all. It took me six years to graduate. There's no, I, I told this story to my mom earlier. And she's like, I don't know if you're the one to be delivering this message, Chris. You were in college for over a, half a decade. And I was like, yeah, we well, could have just said six years. It seems like you kind of made it more dramatic than it needed to be anyway. Um, there's zero part of me that is judging Sets and Bennett. I just think it's like a statistical anomaly that he could because I noticed this a while back, and my our, my friend that I reference all the time on here, Lillian, she brought it up first. She was like, There's not an SEC graduate patch on Sets and Bennett's jersey. How's that possible? And I'm just trying to figure out the numbers on this and how it could right. be potentially possible. And do
1: the math real quick. He started college at Georgia. In 2017,
0: 18, I think.
1: Oh yeah. Fall of 17. Seventeen. No, it was 17, bro. <laughs> he didn't take a snap the whole season. He was a walk-on, but that's when things started because 2018 he's at Jones college 2019. Oh he comes I just realized this
0: because he was the scout team quarterback for against for, for about Oklahoma. So he, he had to, even if, it, so it would have been spring of 2018 at the latest
1: No, it was, yeah, it was, it was 2017 because he didn't take a snap and then Justin Fields committed to Georgia. And then that's when
0: he transferred
1: to Jones college.
0: So he, and then he came back in 20, he was at Jones college in 2019,
1: 20, 20, yeah. 2018, I believe. Cause then 2019, he was Jake Fromm's backup. Hold
0: on. I don't, okay. Either way. I, I'm so the timeline I was thinking was this. I know that he was the scout team quarterback as Baker Mayfield in 2017. What's up, Iowa City? Robert Schaffbuck. Um, yeah, because look, 19, he was Fromm's
1: backup. And, and he even appeared in the SEC championship game when Fromm went down with injury.
0: Really? And then
1: 2020 is when Dewan Mathis starts. The, right. The they the name, Jamie newer. Newman. Jamie Newman was supposed to be the starter. Right. And then eventually, and then JT Daniels.
0: Okay, so here's a, my thing on this on this, whole, this is like so so I, I, we're trying to do the math on this. I know that when I played college sports, it was twelve you had to have 12 hours to be you had to have 12 hours to be eligible. You had to right. at least enroll in 12 hours. Now, I went to a Division two school, and I've said this before on this podcast, we had a lot of guys who signed D one out of high school but couldn't like write their names. And so what they would do was, was make sure you were eligible in the spring. And then in the fall, do whatever the fuck you want. Like you, but I never heard anything about Stetson being ineligible. So like, I don't think he was dropping all of his classes. Like we would have a lot of guys that were like, not great people that they would like sign up for classes, get get their their check, like their their like student loan check and whatever else. And then they would just drop everything and be ineligible for the entire fall. And then spring would come around they'd be eligible again. Um I don't think he's done that but if you're talking about from like a number standpoint he was there at least in spring of 2018 Jones College I thought in 2019 but it, I could be wrong then, Okay so if he comes back in 2020 so cuz it's like just comes back Right but I'm just saying if he comes back in 2020 which is the timeline that I thought 2020 he would have any and I get the covid year and the playing time and all that kind of stuff 2020 to now, he would, it would still be four years.
1: He got the COVID year, too. So that's, that's nice. what's throwing you off. 17, 17, he's a walk-on. He doesn't play anything. Right. 18, he's a Jones College Bobcat. Goes 10-2, and two, plays in 12 games. Bobcat's 2019, comes back to Georgia, plays in five games that year. Right. 2020, plays in eight games that year. Uh-huh. 2021 and 2022, starter, sure. national championships.
0: All right, so here's the whole thing. Here's the whole thing. I posed this question trying to find a legitimate answer because I just was shocked. <laughs> Again, I went to college for five and a half academic calendar years. In my opinion, the the current state of having a college degree has depreciated fucking every single year that I've been alive. Like, like the 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 actual worth of a college degree i feel like is less and less every single year no part of this is judging Setson bennett like do it you got the kid had a. he's the best player in georgia history he had a great career he got drafted all the above i just was shocked I was well i mean here, here's
1: the thing like you go to you go to juco or what well, was it whatever was it juco is that what jones colleges mm-hmm. like yep. sometimes credits don't transfer i know this right. because i started one place and went to another a lot of times oh hey sorry these credits we don't even offer that course like these credits aren't transferring. So, like, that could have set him back a little bit. Yeah. But I go back to a CBS article from last fall where Dennis Dodd writes, he says, Bennett is scheduled with, to graduate in May with an economics degree. His professional prospects are uncertain. For now, he's writing a thesis on Olympics infrastructure while, oh, cherishing, cool. while cherishing his final year of college. Like, this all sounds like he's taking the right courses he's supposed to. Yeah. He's going to graduate with an econ degree. The only thing I could think think, Marler, is that he messed up in the fall, like maybe failed a class. Classes, yeah. Or failed one this semester. Like, or or took a break. Cause like first, that's another thing too. He spent all this offseason training in Dallas. You remember yeah, like yeah, yeah. Dallas? He got arrested, all that. So how is he graduating in May when he was not even on campus at Georgia? He's he's in Dallas. He's working out. He's getting ready for the draft. He's doing all the mm-hmm. combine stuff like. A lot of guys yeah. take off the spring semester that are getting ready for the draft. Right. So
0: I don't know. I just was, I was just shocked. <laughs> I was just, but also we all love Van Wilder. It's a great, we all love Burt Kreischer who that story is actually after. And it's a ridiculous story nonetheless. Um, anyway, I would love to hear all of your thoughts on it as well. We've got um,
1: well, TJ Finley, my guy, TJ Finley, who, what started at LSU he was in an early enrollee at LSU in January of 2020 mm-hmm. I-, I talked to Finley what a few weeks ago on my podcast he said he's graduating this semester he's about because right. he's about to be a grad transfer yeah. so from January 2020 to May 2023 TJ Finley's getting the degree how did you it take what about
0: that is Like TJ Finley had one good game at at Auburn where he brought them back against Georgia State and won in like had like a fourth and nine, fourth and 12, where he threw the game winning touchdown pass. One of our listeners, one of my good, good friends, Auburn Memes on Twitter, he said, He's like, Y'all make fun of sets. I don't know why I'm giving a Southern accent because he doesn't sound like this, but he was like, Y'all make fun of TJ Finley all you want, but he got a degree, which means he's an Auburn man and we take that seriously. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, All right. Speaking of both, he, he he had you guys in the Iron Bowl. Let's be real. Okay. Well, I'm not going to get into things like that, um, especially on the heel. Who has who was in college longer? Sets and Ben or Hunter Renfro. See, honestly, this is where I want the conversation to go. Um, and also, take it from somebody that's 37 and currently keeping up with their high school baseball team in the state playoffs. Like, go, I mean, stay in college. It's like the Billy Madison thing. It's like stay in college, stay here for as long as you can. For the love of God! Um, anyway, that being said, we have some actual topics to get into, and then we're going to bring in Alex um, said, our social media guy, in about ten minutes. Um, we are late. When I say we, I mean me. It's my fault. I t- I said we were going to start at eight, then eight thirty, and then I started watching Ted Lasso, which was awesome. We'll get into that later, and um, and now we'll get into some actual actual football content. Now, listen. So here's my question for you. Um, we're talking about teams that are most likely to come back, right? Um, and so what I like the criteria for it, and then we're we'll also talking about teams that I think are most likely going to regress from the SEC and around uh, the country. I've got a list of three that I think are the clear cut and they're all from Power 5 schools that I think will be the biggest uh, teams that will come back or regress, right? Um, I, like... When I say come back, so it, it's not like who's going to be like a flash in the pan, who's going to be like, you know, who's going to be like this year's, for lack of better examples, like 2010 Auburn, who starts out unranked and then gets the natty. We'll do that like on another episode. Yeah. Um, it, so it's got to be a team that's like been around. It's like very familiar. Like I'll, I'll give you my first example. Here's my first example. Um, and that is Wisconsin. Okay um i think that they are going to have a comeback because i think i love i, I love luke fickle we're so used to like I'm, I'm still like in shock i brought this up many times on here before i'm still in shock from from the fact that brett bielema decided to leave what i think is a very cush job in in wisconsin where you're going to be in the big 10 west and you're not going to have like right now three of the top five teams from a recruiting standpoint in the next year's rankings i think um are from the big 10 east and it's ohio state penn state and michigan right um that, that conference or that division is nowhere near as easy as the big 10 West, Wisconsin does a great job of developing talent. They've done a great job historically of always having like a guy that seems like he's either in the Heisman run or like some postseason hardware, like from like a, a an award standpoint, um, last year and, and kind of the year before too, um, not great. They were seven and six a year ago. They were four and five, uh, in the conference, um, that's awful. What's that?
1: That's awful for their, for their standard.
0: Awful. Awful. Um, hold on, let me get into this part, too. I, I do think this. And this, is, this is why my biggest reason is I love Luke Fickle. I think he's going to do a great job. Um, he's a really, really good coach. He's the only coach, obviously, to ever take a, a, a G5, G6 school, I mean, um, to the college football playoff when he was at Cincinnati. They, people forget that not just that. I mean, they had nine players drafted off that team um you know like just over a year ago so I think that they're very very he's he's a very very good and talented coach but the fact that Phil Longo is now the offensive coordinator in Wisconsin that makes me I can't believe I'm gonna say this excited to watch Big Ten football at 11 a.m oh a little bit a little bit this fall what are your (laughs) thoughts
1: um, yeah, I think that's, that's interesting. I, I guess I didn't even realize how bad, um, how, how bad of a year that it was for Wisconsin. No. Um, that, that, do you want to give, I've got three. Do you want me to give you just one of them here? Yeah. Yeah. We'll just go back and forth. So th- this one, this one's kind of easy and, and you might go, wait, come back team to me. Like Clemson going 11 and three last year is sub Clemson standard. Now they went eight, no, in the conference. But with Cade Klubnick, like it seems like this kid is or Klubnik, whatever the hell. Um yeah. he's better than DJ he's Uwe.
0: Barcelona.
1: Yeah, he's better than DJ Uwe, who's gone over to the Pac-12. Um, I feel like Clemson's gonna get back to the Clemson standard. And so, yeah, yeah we say an eleven and three, and you might laugh at that and say, yeah, and, like some teams would, would give anything to have an eleven three season, but this feels like a Clemson like this feels like a year where Clemson gets back to Steamrolling the ACC, win the ACC, and be in the playoff, as right. opposed to a year, you know, a nice bowl game or whatever.
0: Yeah, in the Orange Bowl, like, like it is weird too because they're they're kind of the same as Bama in terms of like people think that they have a they're taking a they taking a massive step back, and you look at, and they kind of have right if we're being honest, like because they're not up to the standard that we're used to, but when you look at what they've really done, um, and Herman Brown is a thousand percent right. They do the ACC is, in my opinion, the weakest conference hands down. Like. I understand that that you have Drake May at UNC and Mac Brown is still the coach there, and he's had historical success. He's one of the few coaches that have won a Natty. Sure. Um, oh my gosh! Hold on one second. I, I gotta give. I gotta send this link to Alex here in a second. Um, well, but but I no, also-
1: no offense, but what's his face? Is Buddy from the SEC Network is still their DC, and that defense sucks in really? North Carolina. Cheers. Um, a- <laughs> Oh,
0: Jacek, yeah. <laughs> I love Gene to death. I really do, but fuck, that is a tough, tough defense that I had a year ago. I look like shit, by the way. I got to get some lighting. Um, I, I just, I don't know what's going on. Anyway, I asked, I, asked, I asked Gordy before the show, I said, do I have giant bags under my eyes now that I'm 37? And all I was looking for him to say was no. And what he said is, get better lighting, bro, which was... <laughs> fair tough it but fair positive yes it was positive okay okay so listen um back to what i'm gonna say real quick and i also i'm gonna throw this in there because it's not just because robert chef you need to tell me how to pronounce this name because i know i'm not doing correctly um not just because you are you are here i'm gonna say that i i think that iowa ha- ha- comes back a little bit because they're always gonna have a defense and there's just no way that they're worse on offense right also you want to hear the most depressing thing like maybe fucking ever like i'm looking at the big 10 stats right now because i'm like man you know wisconsin had to be really towards the bottom there in their their total offensive uh or their scoring offense and points per game um on the year they were 26.3 which was seventh out of 14 teams so right in the middle right i had a michigan state uh of like brett bielman's illinois team um Scott Ross at, at Nebraska. So Iowa averaged 17.7 points per game. I don't know how that's possible in this day and age of football that you're averaging less than three touchdowns a game. Do you know what Northwestern averaged in points per game last year?
1: Northwestern? They were terrible, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. 18 points a game. 13.8 points per game. <laughs> that's,
0: that's pretty awful. To do. um. And again, you talk about the Big 10 East versus the Big 10 West. I was in the Big 10 West, I believe. I, correct me if I'm wrong about that, Robert. I don't I couldn't point out I feel like I used to be really smart. There's no fucking way I could point out to where most of these I feel I don't know if I could label 25 states in the country on a map right now.
1: <laughs> well, the Big 10 sucks. My my question like when they get USC and UCLA, like are they doing away with the sides? Has that been discussed?
0: Yeah. It's kind
1: of, it's kind of understood the SEC is going to do away with East and West when Oklahoma and Texas come in.
0: Yeah. Um, either way, so that's my first one. We're going to take a short break. Iowa is taking a pay cut of fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> is instead of his contract. If I think if they score thirty two points per game, I don't think that's going to happen. I'll be honest with you, but also I will tell you that um, the fact that he's taking a pay cut to make fifty thousand or to a pay cut of fifty thousand. He should probably just be making about fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> um, if we're in, the, and I know that's like a tough thing in Biden's economy, but I'm just saying he's terrible.
1: God, so who on. who is your other comeback team?
0: So it's those two first. Okay, and we'll get into this one after we bring in um, Alex. But um, Auburn is the, is the next one I have. Um, I think that Auburn is like, like, so again, Phil Longo has been a fantastic offensive coordinator almost every stop he's been. I love Phil Longo. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember this cause I it's, I feel like I only have five stories at this point that I share and they're all the same ones, but like, this is something I brought up on this podcast before Phil Longo for the longest time just thought that he knew who was running the SDS Twitter account. Like the old one that I ran, like when it was like before it got shut down, which is a theme in my career apparently. Um, he would like message us all the time. He messaged me like, like a not a game plan, but he's like, dude, we got so and so this week. Like we're gonna be doing this the whole time. And I was like, I don't. He, I think he thought I was a former player or something because he was uh, he was always like super buddy buddy, and and then would send like you know check this out. And it'd be like some fucking sheet they had that I, that I know was not supposed to be public like at all. But look, Here's where he's been. He was at Sam Houston state um, until 2016. So when he leaves 2016, he goes to Ole Miss. What's weird about Phil Longo is that for the longest time he's been in places where the defense has sucked so bad that it's overshadowed how good of a job he's done. He was at 2017 and 2018 Ole Miss. That 2018 Ole Miss team is the one that had DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Jordan Taumu at at quarterback. They put up a lot of points, but the defense was garbage. Like it was awful that year. Then he goes to UNC, 2019 through 2022. Um, I mean, there were times that defense played well, and when I say times, I mean just the bowl game against Oregon. It seemed like because they didn't give up a thousand points, but remember, they 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 had like I feel like they had back to back non conference games last year where they gave up like like over sixty. Wow. Yeah, yeah pretty- I
1: mean, I, look. Well, we'll see, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm going back and forth on it. I, Wisconsin will be improved, but I don't know if you're they're going
0: to be must-see TV like you're saying they are. Okay, so here's, the, here's, here's my thing about that. All right, so I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And I got to stop saying here's my thing. That's like – that's my least – they play – here's their non-conference. Buffalo. Hear me out. Hear Washington, me out. <laughs> at Washington State. Washington State they lost to last year. Georgia Southern at home. Then they get into their their conference games, right? They only have from the East their crossover games. I think are just Rutgers and Ohio State, and I'm missing the other one. Who's the other? Robert? Robert, you're in here. What's up, Alex? Um, does Georgia three p 3P... <laughs> We're not gonna talk about Georgia for this. Um, hold on, we'll bring in Alex real quick. Alex, uh, Alex, and said our social media. Guy. What's up, dude? How are you What's
2: up, guys doing we're pretty in the well? Middle about of talking
0: about, this is Gordy. I think you guys, you guys know each other. Um, up, we're in the up, middle man? of talking about big 10 football in this podcast. You're welcome. Wow. Yeah. That's a step forward. <laughs> that's, 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 well, I don't know about that. Um, <laughs> okay. So we're talking about Wisconsin. We're talking about our biggest teams that are going to take us um, uh, in my opinion, a step forward or a step back this year. So one of my comeback teams, I think we talked about Iowa a little bit cause they can only get better. And then also Wisconsin, now they have Luke Fickle and then Phil Longo. What's your take on this as a a Big Ten guy?
2: Uh, I would say Wisconsin, I would probably favor them to win the Big Ten West if Iowa's schedule wasn't so easy. But I I would probably still favor them, honestly, just with Luke Fickle and an actual, like you said, new OC, an actual offense, one of the best running backs in the country. I don't really see how they can't get a lot better with Fickle. Right.
0: I'd agree with that. Um no, I would definitely agree with that.
1: All right. Rudgers, Rutgers, Indiana, and Ohio State are the three
0: crossover teams for them. Indiana's in the east. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't I just honestly maybe on one of the episodes in the off season will give me a actual test to take of like what <laughs> the fucking like to name states. and i'm I'm saying this as like, not even to be funny. I just like like the Northeast. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I have I have nothing. New Hampshire and Vermont should be the same state. People shit on Delaware all the time. New Hampshire, Vermont, and Rhode Island are all the same state. It's just where white people live, and there's decent pizza, I think, in one of those states. That's it.
1: Well, keep in mind, too, Marley, this is the last year, or this is the new year of the Big Ten on CBS. So, a lot of these right. games are
0: going to be – the
1: SEC on CBS is gone now.
0: This year? Yeah, it's over. It amazes me how little I know about what my job is, don't repeat that, Alex. Um, that's this year. Yeah, it's done. I thought we had one more year.
2: I did Where? too. Honestly, I thought there was one more year.
0: Hang I'm on. pretty sure you're wrong about this. I know. I, M- M- I
2: don't say that a lot. The Big Ten is NBC this year for the night games, but I think that might be the only change.
0: Notre Dame sucks that bad, huh?
2: I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to make more money now. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Um, okay, Alex. We've talked about you on the podcast before, all negative um, and behind your back, but tell everyone um, kind of like your story. Like, so Alex took over the job that I had and they made it way more difficult <laughs> than when I had it. And he's done a tremendous job at SDS. He's grown all of our platforms and then also has done a tremendous job of growing all of our other stuff as well. Give people kind of like a little bit of like your background, your bio and, and your, your college football rooting interests um, in general.
2: Yeah, so the background that I like to tell, um, I started out making my own Instagram page. You can still find it out there. Red Cup College Football, I grew up to like 85,000, took me like two or three years from the ground up. Anyways, I was just grinding that out, making some side income and eventually right. graduate college. And then this job is on LinkedIn. I find it. The rest is history. I've been here for like a year and a half now, yeah. which just been really cool, um, like trying to grow the accounts and... You know, starting the ACC and Big Ten side of things, which is super due to STS, obviously, and a lot of the fans yeah. don't like it, and they still get annoyed by it. But I'm here to bring that that Big Ten yeah. love. But um, yeah, and my my rooting interest is the Michigan Wolverines. A lot of pain Wait, in my man. lifetime, to be honest. What's that? I said a lot of pain in my lifetime of as a <laughs> fan.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, so that's like, that's how I feel like we first bonded was that like we both hated Ohio state because I, and and my hate, my hate for the big 10 has honestly dwindled. I don't want to say, well, maybe that's not the right word. It's gone down. It's declined. Um, Yeah. So I will say, yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten better. I I will say, so like from your job standpoint, um, because I, I have a, I think that people, when they hear me talk about like, there's like only a couple of fan bases that I truly get into it with. What has been, what was like your like welcome to the SEC moment running the account with SES? Because I, I don't feel like there was anything crazy that happened. That you were like, dude, what the fuck is this? Like, why are people saying this stuff? Um, and I don't know if it's just because you were ready for it or if it, like you had just seen the internet and like, and you were like prepared. But yeah, like what, what was like your biggest surprise moment from SEC fans since you've started?
2: Uh, I don't know if there was one thing in particular. I've been kind of fortunate. There's definitely been a few that have been, you know, the normal like hatred and just SEC fan base was really, um, yeah. I wouldn't call it hatred, but I would say if anything, I can't think of anything in particular, but probably something to do with Tennessee fans. I would say they're the ones who have given me the most crap overall. And it's probably not even close. Um, I yeah. actually haven't had any, Bad blood with Georgia fans, luckily, probably because they haven't lost. They've lost zero games here.
0: Oh, yeah. I just it's your. This is your fault.
2: Yeah. Ever Georgia since you joined, they're undefeated,
0: true. dickhead. Yep. I shouldn't call you dickhead. You're a coworker and I, and I, I do genuinely <laughs> appreciate you as a friend. I apologize. This is just how I express myself.
2: But now, no, like, yeah, they've been. They haven't lost since, so there's nothing for them to hate. Um, Alabama fans have never really hated either, which is, I feel like. Alabama fans are oh, more level headed than people realize. This is it sounds weird, but I just feel like they have a little more class to them just because they have one. And then you got like Tennessee fans. <laughs> Arkansas fans are a little crazy on Twitter. I feel like Auburn fans, like you got that next tier down that mm-hmm. those fan bases are just ruthless, but they think they they wear that SEC banner like on their chest. Yeah. It's it's terrible.
0: Yeah, he's not He so Alex is not a huge fan of that. Gordy, so Gordy um, obviously does the the Lockdown SEC podcast and then lives in Houston. So he's he's uh but he's like an LSU guy. We got into like a little bit of a, a tiff with some LSU guys last week who were like convinced that we were like talking shit about LSU. I, I feel like there's not a fan base. When I, I remember before I started doing this job, if I ever asked like who's the worst fans in the SEC, any non-bama fan or non-bama fan would always be like lsu lsu is the worst they say the worst thing i have never had a bad experience with lsu i've never once had a bad experience with lsu i think that's like and and now if
1: you're if you're going to tailgate
0: at a game yeah
1: they'll treat you they'll treat you well but like once you're in the stadium it's f you f your mother i mean you know it's that kind of stuff so it depends where you're experiencing at but yeah yeah it's it is funny like the um the the it's there's been a a paradigm shift over the year because there was a stretch where in the mid-2000s
0: florida was yeah really really bad well i think that also one thing with lsu that like they had this ultimate get out of jail free card which was the 2019 season and like everybody like like there are a few i mean you've seen it even with georgia fans i think now where and bama fans are bad about it too and and like I don't think I've ever seen. I remember trying to piss off Will Will Ogburn, who's the, the co-host now of the other uh, the other pod SCS pod. Like people would talk shit to him, or I would try to like jokingly talk shit to him. Like like when or to even to you Gordy, like in that 2020 season when it was like, man, we're about to. I knew Bama was going to be good, and I was like, we're going to beat these shit out of LSU. I can't wait. And people would just be like, yeah, I don't care, man. We won the we won the Natty year ago. I'm still celebrating. <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> pisses me off. Um. All right, favorite fan base
2: that you've had to deal with so far. Favorite fan base. Oh, that's tough. Um, like can't, movie, uh, like can't I'm not going to count Vanderbilt because you don't hear much of them. And Missouri fans are honestly even worse. Cause at least they win some and you don't hear anything. Right. But I want to go with either Ole Miss or Arkansas. Really? I kind of like Arkansas, honestly yeah. on Instagram. I think okay. they're just like, they're so loyal. Like they're never amazing. Um, they had some really bad years too and i just feel like their fans are always there and they're always doing their thing but i mean they're not they haven't given me and much crap so i would probably say yeah arkansas okay i like that gordy you got if anything
1: you, if you i was going to say if you could live through the chad morris years i think oh. you you become like just the most realist just enjoying life person as an arkansas fan yeah. um i think uh, like so what was the question again which which fan base is Most pleasant, yeah. Um, I mean, Kentucky doesn't really. I never really hear like any vitriol coming out of them, right?
2: Uh, they actually. I've had some. I know Marlers had some experiences with Kentucky. They're they're worse than they look. What's that? They're worse. I said they're worse than they look. Yeah, they seem all friendly until they see something they don't like, and then it's just like I didn't even know you had football fans.
0: I. I just will never forget. Like, there's just last year was a a very rare year, and I don't know if it's gonna ever be replicated on my end, where I just was like, I had a very accurate year in terms of what I was predicting and and thinking was gonna happen. But that week that I was like, yeah, Kentucky's kind of shitty, and then they went like against Ole Miss and they got beat, and then like all like like I, I just will it's like it's honestly one of my favorite things a fan has ever done, but it's also the lengths it took for this to happen but like a kentucky fan finding out my address sending a box of of wood shavings with an empty bottle of bourbon in it and an empty bottle of diet coke is <laughs> and and then like so be like hey dude, i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i want to send you something like let me let me get your address i'm like wow man this is this is what makes sec football great it's like people's just respecting each other and it was like no man fuck you like for forever it was bad um Okay, I, here's here's my most important and probably last question for you because I know that we pushed this back on you several times and and you are, um, you're like for whatever reason not into working at only 10 p.m. at night like me, um, which is fine, but like go to Chick Fil A order question one, two bucket list game in the SEC bucket list stadium in the country.
2: Okay. Um... let's start with chick-fil-a i guess 12 12 piece combo sweet tea was always the go-to uh you i I just never grew up a chicken sandwich first guy but i still like that as i gotten older i'll have that instead um and you said bucket list what was the first one sec games
0: sec game and then bucket list um stadium
2: sec game to go to um I would say I – mean, I mean, probably just the Iron Bowl, just because of the Iron Bowl. Um, yeah. Or Florida-Georgia would be really cool in Jacksonville. Uh, I would say those are like the two. Yeah. And then like the stadium in the SEC. Stadium.
0: No, well, it could be anywhere in the or country. Like, mine's the Rose Bowl.
2: Oh, yeah. If I'm not going – if I don't give you like that kind of answer, I would probably go – I've heard Washington and Oregon are both really cool. I'd probably yeah. go Washington, honestly. Heard it's super loud King, King, too. Yeah. It is.
0: I like that. It's also in Seattle, which is kind of bizarre. I feel like I don't think of that. Also, I just realized because I um, the ADD kicked in that I gave you homework to do for this episode, for your top mm-hmm. five receivers.
2: Yeah. Um, do you want to? You want to give them to us? Yeah. I mean, I wrote them down too, just so I didn't. Okay, just for you. So uh, what do you got? All right. We'll start here. Devonte Smith. I feel like that one speaks for itself. Number one. Okay, good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Number two, this one I switched around two, three, and four a lot. I ended up going Jamar Chase. Okay. Um, he basically co-invented the gritty. Said.
0: <laughs> I love it. that's the reason. Okay. Yeah. And, and I should have prefaced this but, to our listeners, but our, this is the top five receivers in college football in the past 10 years. Um, I have no qualms with either, either of those picks first.
2: Yeah. I feel like. Jamar Chase, just, like, that era, that 2019 LSU team was, like, it was, like, a whole culture thing more than just, like, yeah. a... I can't even describe it. was just, like, the most lovable team ever. That was awesome. Um, three, I'd probably go... I was thinking about Judy, and then I left him off my top five for some reason. I went with Amari Cooper because he had three really good years. So, there okay. you go. Hey,
0: Alex, this is
2: good. Yeah, so... Four, you might not like as much. CD Lamb, one of the best route runners you'll ever he's see. True. Yeah. And then five, you're going to hate this one. Um, Shit. I'm going – I went five based off of, like, pure ability. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the biggest freak I've ever seen. I don't – why would I hate that? Because oh, it's Ohio State? Well, yeah, and he just had – he's only had basically one big year. But top five of the last decades. Yeah, and and, saying,
1: yeah,
2: and he sure. may be like this year. He may be the best receiver in all
1: college football this year. So you may be a little bit ahead of the game here, predicting what's going to happen this year. Yeah,
2: you're I, you're mean, not, I thought he, I thought he was last guys. year. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I no, thought he was good. last
2: year. Hyatt, Hyatt got the Bolitnikov right, but I thought—I mean—Marvin Harrison's a better receiver. Obviously, he's going to be like a top three pick next year.
0: Yeah, and also, you know, these aren't my words. This is what Mel Kiper Jr. said you know on tv during the draft for the second year in a row if marvin harrison jr is not hurt for the the rest of that that peach bowl ohio state probably wins so it's like you know again these are not my words this is mel kiper jr who's a uh decades and decades worth of knowledge of football um to go off of i i fully agree alex you've been great we appreciate the top five list i will hit you up in three weeks with a clip of this to post on instagram um and then uh and we'll talk to you soon dude
2: all right, I appreciate you guys.
0: Thanks, man. See you, man. He's like the best kid ever. He's 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 and he's done a tremendous job. Um, okay. He's very big, I, big ten polite. Yeah, he like Midwest polite. I love it. I'm gonna tell him thanks, and we'll we'll get on here. All right, so let's let's we can kind of we'll we'll get to our top five receivers like a little bit later. Um I thought that was a pretty good list, though. He had three of mine. I think he had five of mine. Four of mine. <laughs> Um It's anyway. kind of good,
1: though. I mean, that there's a consensus kind of.
0: Yeah. You know, who who are the best receivers? C.D. Lamb is It's like him and Corey Coleman, I think, are.
1: They were both the in way. my honorable mention, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get, to, let's get to that later. So we'll get back to the second team of my teams, I think, that are going to make a comeback. And I think it's Auburn. And I'll say this. I think that if you had asked me this a couple weeks ago, I probably wouldn't have had the same reaction, but also here's one thing too, that I feel like we probably don't make a big enough, um, probably don't make a big enough deal over uh, is the fact that they had back to back losing seasons, which really doesn't happen a ton in Auburn history. I'm I'm going through it right now. Now in the last, I think I put this up the other day. I was talking about Georgia. Georgia's had 16, 10 win seasons in the last 21 years. You look at that same time span, um, so from basically 2002 to uh, last year, um, Auburn has had a total of one, two, three, four, five. They've only had five 10-win seasons in the last 21 years. They, um, they've they averaged uh, s- less than six wins over the last three years, six and five, six and seven, five and seven. Um, it's not been great. I mean, they've, they've, they've only had one season with, with uh, less than five losses in the past five years, I say all that because I just don't think it can get any lower, right? Like I, I know the schedule's tough. Um, you got to go out to Cal, which I think is probably going to be sneakier than than some people think. Cause the Pac-12 going to be good this year. So what's um, comeback?
1: Give me a record. What's their if they're a comeback team this year, Auburn? What's their record?
0: Eight and four. I think that I think that I think that they will knock. I mean, I think they can get to eight wins, and I think they will knock off somebody. I don't think it's necessarily. It's not Georgia. They won't beat Georgia. I'm not going to say, knowing where this fucking game is being played, I'm not going to say at any point that Auburn is not going to beat Alabama.
1: Because it's in Jordan Harris. You can never got- rule out the Iron Bowl. And and by the way, right now, if you told me Tyler Buckner is starting week one for Bama, I think Auburn has the better quarterback in Peyton Thorne. How we about do,
0: that for us. Yeah. No, that's I a mean, it's a really bad hot take, but I mean it's fine. Um, <laughs> um be
1: paid over Buckner, you see him in Notre Dame, Buckner's not Lord. gonna
0: start. And if, you know what? If he, I'm just, oh, uh, I like you know why I hate this argument. You know, you want to know the honest truth why I hate this argument, Gordy? Because Mil- I know Milro
1: Mil- Rohn- and Simpson just throw interceptions left and right.
0: Buckner's way worse.
1: No, nah, he'll be game manager, dude. He won't even throw the ball. They'll be like, dump it to the running backs, dump it to
0: the wide receivers on screens, Gordy. He's played four games in his career with significant, meaningful snaps. He's had seven interceptions in those four games. He only had one game where he had zero interceptions, and I'm pretty sure he had zero touchdowns too. He had he had two, three, and three in the other ones. Wait, that it's doesn't matter. Right. It's Tommy, two Reese's, br-
1: Tommy Reese's bro, bro. That's why he went and got him.
0: Okay, I'm not doing this with you tonight. Um, <laughs> like, you know, but here's what I was saying. You know why I hate the argument? It's because I know full well, this is me being as transparent and, and self-aware as possible. I know full well that I don't have an argument to make that's not based in fandom. I don't. Right. There's not there's not one to make for Tyler Buckner that's not biased.
1: I'll say this. If if it's Milro or Simpson come week one. And by the way, I talked to Charlie Potter. He was on the show yesterday, and he said he thinks this is gonna that Saban's gonna draw this out. It's gonna go into week one against yeah. middle Tennessee State. He thinks they'll all like they'll play multiple quarterbacks in that game, before you figure out who plays Texas in week two, and Quinn Ewers is just sitting there licking his lips, going, "Come on!"
0: You sure you said chops. The licking your lips is weird. Um, <laughs> he's like, like he's L O Cool J in a fucking. Oh, did you hear what NBA Sark
1: Sark said this week? We're winning the Big Twelve. I was like, "Whoa, Sark, coming out with the big
0: balls." Texas is beating Alabama in week two. Mm. A thousand percent. I mean, and, then, was- and then you know what?
1: If yours doesn't get hurt in that game last year, they're beating them. They're beating them in Austin.
0: I just realized how hard I rolled my eyes at that, but I also am the same person that will go to my grave thinking that that Mecchi Williams thing might might change things. So, like Bryce uh, Young didn't
1: didn't need a miraculous run late in that game to
0: get in the field goal range. Yeah, Come on, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. It was awesome. It was a great comeback. I think Bryce Young had like. Fifty-one percent complete. I think he was like nine of seven for seventy-seven yards going into the fourth quarter in that game. It was an awful yeah. game. Was that was back game.
1: when. That was back when Bama had good quarterback play, though. How's that search going? By the way, how's the search going for what quarterbacks for your for the next Stetson Bennett? Remember, Bama's supposed to be looking for their Stetson I, these are, Bennett. These are your
0: words, not mine. I don't. No. You know what? Fine. I'll. I would. The the search is ends and starts with me, sir. It starts and ends with me. I am Stetson Bennett. I was in college for six years. I was a below average athlete. He has a much better arm than me. We're not gonna get it. You did know you what? graduate? Doing? Um, I love it. you. Didn't graduate. What's that? Did you graduate or you in, are you really Stetson? I did graduate. I did graduate. Okay. Um, somebody said Benji said unable to overcome a single injury in the playoffs. He spelled playoffs wrong for one, and then also. Um, Someone said Will Anderson. How did he play in that Texas game? I think he played pretty well. See, this is a thing that really is weird to me. There are certain players that aren't like that have that like they're super likable. It's Will Anderson. Will Anderson?
1: Yeah. And like, so you're an LSU Brock guy. Ba- Will Anderson, Brock Bowers.
0: I got Brock Bowers too. Is is Will Anderson an unlikable person? No.
1: And and, and spoiler, I'm going to uh, Texans rookie camp tomorrow. I'm going to get to go see him in person. Him and CJ Stroud and and Chris, Henry Toa with Christian yeah. Harris and John Mechie, you I'm gonna send you a Texans jersey. You bam, we're Bama West out here.
0: All right, I'll take that. That's fine. Um, he Will Anderson had 10. He was offsides three times. It's just anyway. All right, we're not gonna get into this. All right, so that's that is my other comeback team. And I I think this, I was talking about this on a couple episodes ago, and this is what I'll say about Auburn going into the season. We've already done 45 minutes. How the fuck is that possible? <laughs> um, so this is this is what I think about like the the um what do you call it? The Auburn thing is that the key to Auburn season is just one win. They just need one win that they're not supposed to win. I think preferably at home. Cause you get the, cause like there is something different about Jordan hair. And I hate to say that, but like there's something definitely different about Jordan hair and having
1: do you like, you think they it, can win both the Mississippi game Ole Miss and Mississippi state are both home back to back. Can they win both?
0: I think, I think Auburn beating Ole Miss, I, I, they definitely beat Mississippi State. I think Auburn beating Ole Miss, what week is that?
1: This is uh, October 21st, 28th. So, they, they have a bye on the 7th. They go to LSU, and then uh-huh. they come home for two in a row against Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And they State. have Georgia early, early then, right? Yeah. When's that? The week before that bye week. So, week six there.
0: Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So I, I do think that, and that's like a back in your wall type thing where you get both those games at home, right?
1: Yeah, well, but, but think of this stretch, Marlar. What if you go to A and M? They go to A and M. You lose that one. You come home okay. for Georgia. You lose that one. Right. You have a buy. You go to LSU. You lose that one. Home for Ole Miss becomes a must win
0: at that point. Yeah. Oh, Ole Miss is first too. I, so okay. I just I, I think that. I, I just, I just feel like that game will be circled on the calendar as, as a potential like, because Ole Miss, I don't know what their schedule is, but last year and the year before, we've seen it. They've kind of coasted through some of these early games. Um, that is a game that if if Auburn wins, I'm not saying it's their Super Bowl, and the fan base will still be supportive no matter what because it's Auburn, and they're always going to be supportive. But if Auburn is able to beat Ole Miss after this off season, and what we saw with Lane Kiffin and the flirting to go there and then not going there and then having the whole storyline with Hugh Freeze against his old team in the first year, Jordan, if that's a night game, if that's a night game in Jordan Hare, and I don't know what the schedule is for or the slate that weekend, that place will be unbelievably loud. And, and that would be, I think that is a season defining win in year one, not to where like everything else is, is free money or house money that will, that, that um Hugh Freeze will be able to be playing with, but like, yeah, I think that is a that is a attainable and massive potential win for Auburn in there. The only
1: other uh, good SEC game that day is Bama Tennessee, so that'll be a night game. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I did some research. I had to, so the Big Ten contract starts this year with this with CBS, but but it's the last year of CBS SEC on CBS. Okay, so they okay. said they are going to keep the two thirty slash three thirty time slot for SEC games. So this is the last. From according to my research, is going to be an intermingling. It said with the new Big Ten deal starting this year, CBS will have one year in which it owns the rights of the Big Ten's second tier game as well as the top SEC game.
0: So, Um, love that. All right, let's get into our top five. I don't know how we've managed. Do you have another? Wait, wait. Let's
1: recap it real quick. So your comeback
0: teams this year are Wisconsin and Auburn. I threw in Iowa because Robert was here. I but I would say my my two big ones: Wisconsin and Auburn.
1: Real quick, my three. I I gave you Clemson already. Uh, I got Baylor. Uh, Mm -hmm. They went six and seven last year, four and five in the Big Twelve. I think they're going to rebound. Dave Aranda's too good of a coach to be bad Mm -hmm. again. And then I got A and M. They're not going five and seven. I mean, I don't. They're they're not going to get to ten wins. But they went two and six in the conference last year. A and M, the Petrino Jimbo thing, I think works. And I think I think they get back to being you know eight win, eight and four type year for A and M. Uh, yeah. I, think Bar- I think Barrett, I think Barrett this week picked AM to I think he predicted Jimbo would be fired by midseason or something. So
0: now I will tell well, you right now it's not crazy. I looked this up. So I I, I laughed about this on Fine the other day and got lit up from from uh from what do you call it um uh from AM fans. They were real upset that I didn't like take them seriously. And Bama has they've had some tough games in Kyle Field. They lost to him last time they were there. They had a, I think, a tough game in like 2018, maybe. But here, here is the, the buyout like clause for, for, for Jimbo. So he made it past January, 2023. So by now, so if he gets fired this year, they will owe him $76.8 million. And what's scary is that's nothing. I, it's not. It's not. And here's the thing, too, because, because it doesn't, it's not like Maozon where it's like, all right, if we keep him for longer, it's going to really come down. Right, like Malzahn got like what was it thirty or he got eighteen or something like that? I think he got thirty. Yeah, but like I think it was higher. So, so if they if they fired him before January first of this year, it was eighty five point nine five, so eighty six million. If they do it this year, it's basically seventy seven. If they do it before twenty twenty five, it's sixty seven. If you do it before twenty twenty six, it's fifty eight million. So you're talking about a difference of twenty million dollars, which I understand. And I joke around uh, joke around about it all the time, like in Biden's economy. Money is is not a real thing, in my opinion. In the SEC, it that is a that is a ton of money. But this is a program that has spent $755 million on their football facilities and football program alone since 2014. 750, it's that's three-quarters of a billion dollars.
1: Right? As somebody as somebody who lives in Houston, Marler, the oil and gas money is not hurting. Like those people right. are doing just fine. The agriculture people that you know we joke and call them Aggies and farmers. They're very rich people. They've yeah. got money and they've never won a chance. Like they want that taste of a championship. They'll pay whatever. Now, here's the here's the quick pivot. It, and I got in a debate with this somebody with somebody the other night. Who do you hire? It, you can get rid of Jimbo, but who's who's your target list?
0: I don't know, but what I would love to see, and this is where I kind of thought you might be going with it, what about a Jimbo Fisher firing <laughs> promotion to Bobby Petrino? No, oh, God. Like, for, no he has way. to be the
1: interim for the rest of the year. Yeah, but, but if you're getting rid of Jimbo, it's because the Petrino hire didn't go well and the offense sucks, right?
0: I don't know. It's, <laughs> if you're getting rid of Jimbo at this point, it's because you're losing.
1: Well, here's what I th- here was my initial thought. The Aggies love to poach from in, in the conference. Uh-huh. How about Lane? How about Kiffin? They write Ooh. him a bigger check
0: <laughs> say, come, come be our coach. Who? So here's what I, I would say. I think the most logical person that would be first on that list. Um, Pepper, I hear you. Stop. I, I can't play with you right now because I'm posting a pot. This is the only thing I do for my work. Mike Elko. Mike Elko is the yeah, is the, the, the reasonable one. Um, anyway, okay, Duke, right. Yeah, he's at Duke, and they had a pretty good season last year. I yeah, think they went they nine and four something like that. Um, all right. I don't know how this only happens with you, but we've gotten through 52 minutes. Um teams of regress,
1: I, you want to run through those real quick?
0: I was gonna say we should save it. Okay. But we can. We can do it because we can, we still got to get to the receivers thing.
1: I just said three real quick. I think Tulane yeah, I think Tulane regresses. They lose mm-hmm. Tajay Spears. He was fantastic running back. Yeah, they do great. bring back Michael Pratt at quarterback. And how about they host Ole Miss in week two? That's gonna be a fun one for Tulane.
0: Almost got Tulane and Georgia Tech back to back.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, TCU Max Duggan ain't walking through that door, bro. They're not. They're coming crashing back down no. to earth. Uh, and Oregon State, they were that surprise team that went ten and three last year, six and three in the Pac-12. I think they come crashing back down.
0: I love you for that, and that means the world. And I will. <laughs> and now I will forgive you for the the. I don't want to say the comment, but the lack of defending my bags under my eyes. From earlier, that's a very good friend, right there, guys. That he's he's pretty Oregon State. I think Oregon State's gonna be really good this year. Um, but I also, my instincts about anything involving Oregon State, uh, as you guys know, have been horrifically wrong in the past. So, um, anyway, so, <laughs> so, all right, let's get to this and then we'll get to audience questionnaire. And then I've got a special uh segment that um, we'll let you go for, but all right, so first, first topic here, um, Bama did this thing last week where they had they asked like receivers, I think, like former receivers, who is um, who is the, who are the top five receivers in, in Bama under Saban or whatever? Um, there was like, you know, some discrepancies between all of them. I, it got me thinking top five receivers in college football over the last 10 years. So starting in 2014 or 2013 to, to last season, um, we can go five to one or you can give all of yours, uh, we can go back and forth, whatever you want to do. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll just, I mean, since he already gave his, and, and he had a bunch of the ones I have, I'll just give it to y'all real quick. Um, okay. and, and by the way, like I tried to, I went all the way back a decade ago. I was like, yeah. maybe, maybe let me see, like maybe like an Odell Beckham dude. Odell Beckham had like a thousand yards and eight touchdowns. I was like, he was not as ridiculous. I told as you I this remember. before
0: you got mad at me. Odell <laughs> I mean, Beckham was a nothing in college.
1: Now, now him and Jarvis Landry together were, were a dynamic special duo, but like his numbers were not like eye popping. Like I, remember When was he there? Real quick. 2013 he just, four, yeah 2013 14, around there
0: he was he was behind Jarvis Landry so yeah they both had they both actually had 1,100 yards I didn't realize that yeah that
1: was it was the first time they had 2,000 yard receivers at LSU right. in a
0: while okay yeah I just I just always thought I mean he was yeah he only had 10 touchdowns in two years combined um, I will also say real quick that's Impressive to an extent, only because I think it was. I'll, I'll look it up real quick because I think it's. Um, I, I think it was after Mettenberger. No LSU, was their,
1: Mettenberger was their quarterback,
0: right? I'm saying. I'm saying after from like 2014 to, to like like it had been like five years or maybe it was like nine out of the ten years where LSU was ranked 13th or 14th in in passing offense and like passing touchdowns uh, in the SEC. Um, That was a great yeah, that was a great
1: because Les Miles recruited quarterbacks who could throw for like 100 yards a game. And it was like, dude, what are yeah, you awesome. doing? He's like, yeah. we have Leonard Fournette. We're going to run the ball a million times. Um, but yeah, so so anyway, so those guys are out. So real quick, my list, I have Devontae Smith. Obviously, his Heisman year was stupid. I mean, eighteen hundred right. yards, twenty three touchdowns. Silly. Devontae <laughs> Smith makes my list. Amari Cooper makes my list. Seventeen hundred yards, 16 touchdowns for him. I went with the duo from LSU. I went with Jamar Chase yeah. and Justin Jefferson. It's it's insane, but like in LSU history, they're both like number one and number two all. Th- so like you can't you can't say just Jamar Chase without Justin Jefferson. So now Chase yeah. did have 240 yards more than Jefferson, but Jefferson had 18 touchdowns. Jamar had 17. So I, so that's my four. And then I went back and forth. We, we mentioned Corey Coleman, Cd Lamb. I thought Devonte Adams made a really good case, but who yeah. was watching? Who was watching Fresno State that year? You know, I mean, right? It's like, I agree with that. But I went with Jordan Addison the year at Pitt. Man, I mean, almost sixteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns. He was must see TV. He was good at USC this year, and, and and he was a big reason for their turnaround. But he was just he was special that year at Pitt. So I'd put him at number five.
0: People got upset about like Jamison Williams thought he should have won the Blitnikoff that year. Um, I'm like, I'm looking at it right now. I don't, it's, it's just like, Addison had a hundred catches. Williams only had 79. So from a standpoint of like, all right, well, you know, like he had 20 less catches and he only had, sorry, I'm looking at it now. He only had 21 less yards. Um, so oh, well, but Jameson point,
1: Williams was complimented by John Mechie. Who was the number exactly. two behind Jordan Addison? <laughs>
0: Right. And then I heard somebody make the argument the other day. They're like, well, you know, uh, Pitt had Nathaniel uh, or what's his name? Um, I keep thinking Nathan Peterman. I know that's not right. Um, Kenny Pickett. And and so, you know, he was like the first quarterback selected in the draft for Pittsburgh um, and was a Heisman finalist, all that kind of stuff. He threw like 40 some touchdowns. Bam, I had the Heisman winner. So it's like it wasn't right. like quarterback play is like some kind of defining. And,
1: and Kenny Pickett went like 16th overall. Bryce just went number
0: one. So, right, right, right. So, um, so I would say go- those are your five, right? Yeah, that's my five. Okay. So I would say it was, it was hard for me not to make this list with only two teams. It was very difficult for me to do. I
1: LSU and Bama. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I mean. like, I, I, so I would put at five just to, just to really combat the Homerism. Um, I would put in a tie for uh, what do you call it? Um, at number five, Corey, uh, sorry. God damn it. pepper stop. Corey Coleman from Baylor in 2015 and 2014 yeah. You also, I forgot this too, from 2014 to 2016 for three straight years, Baylor had the number one scoring offense in the country. Coleman was a big part of that. Him and Bryce Petty. Um, I mean, Coleman, he, he put up ridiculous numbers Was in the top 10 receiving for two straight years, had over a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns in 2014, uh, 2015, you know, went off, had 20 touchdowns, which obviously love the country, which is, that's crazy. Like, I mean, getting over 20 touchdowns is, I mean, that's just, that's stupid. Um, So I would have him and CeeDee Lamb as a tie at five. Again, just to say I'm not a homer. I do think that what Alex said about Marvin Williams is a really good point. I think it's like a a really good point. Four, Justin Jefferson. Actually, hold on. (laughs) Hold on. I didn't know we had to order them. Four, Jamar Chase. Three, Justin Jefferson.
1: But Chase was – Chase had – almost 250 yards more than him
0: i and and there's not i didn't put any kind of parameters on this so there's not a i'm not going to defend it necessarily the only reason i think it's more impressive is is and it's not really fair is that jefferson has become a top three receiver in the nfl since then um which is he's not top three he's like top five
1: he's numbers right up top
0: three he's he's right there well he's top five in this list too he's just not top three (laughs) Um, and also Jefferson was a two star and, well, Chase, and if were being Chase went to my high school. So, yeah, well, Chase also spent his last year in college at your high school learning how to get fast because he was a four, five, four, six guy when he came out of high school and then just trained for the 2020 season to get ready for the draft. And and no drop off, bro. He had a four. He ran a four, three, five. He, listen, you can you can train to get faster in like. He made a business decision. It was a smart move. LSU yeah. was a sinking ship, and everybody saw it. Everybody. Um, Whatever. We back, bro. We got, so, two, I have Amari Cooper. One, I have Devontae Smith. And here's the only thing. In that 2019 season with LSU, it was like they had so many weapons everywhere. You're like, what the fuck? Like it's, It was so hard to, to stop. Devontae won the Heisman with a ridiculous season, partially because Jalen Waddell was injured. He broke his leg in, in that Tennessee game and was out for the rest of the year. It still didn't make any sense that he was open all the time. And also, Amari Cooper had Blake Sims as his quarterback, was a Heisman finalist in a year where they only had three. What is that?
1: It's a little – have just put a little asterisk because he played in empty stadiums. So, you know, no atmospheres to really
0: – hostile yeah.
1: atmospheres to go into. It's okay. You
0: know, you know what was a hostile atmosphere and a full stadium was his freshman year. When he was a true freshman, 18-year-old, and on second and 26 ran a ran a go route um and wide ass open and won a national championship. I would have dropped that <laughs> ball in a fucking heartbeat. I would have, I would have bobbled that ball, just I would have fumbled the bag worse than any financial decision or relationship I've ever been in. I'll just say it. And fun um,
1: fact, that was one of the few games that Tua actually finished a game healthy. So uh
0: uh-huh. yeah. okay. All right. All right. Um well, you've been on for over an hour. Do you want to do the question and answer thing, or do you want like you want to go? I I know that I've taken up all no, your no. Time.
1: I'm I'm good. I'm good with whatever you want to do.
0: What I was trying to say was I want you off this show. Who is right your fifth, now. by the way? Your fifth wide receiver. CD Lamb. Oh, you had think, CD Lamb. Okay. Yeah, Vinji Mar. And, and here's here's the thing. If if I if I was like if I was giving you like a just a super homer one, my top five is Jalen Waddle, Devonte Smith, Amari Cooper. Not in order. Um, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Jalen you Waddle, know, I think,
1: is he's, he's over ten. Oh, it's, it was over a decade ago, but when I was in school, do you know who I saw in person was just like ridiculous. AJ Green, Riddle. oh yeah. You know, it, I mean, LSU at Georgia. I forget, like oh
0: eight or something. He he was just, he was insane. He made he made like people were mad that Julio wasn't on the list. I didn't understand why Calvin Ridley was on anybody's list from Bama. I just because because it, it, it was top receivers players. of all time. He was fine. I don't. They're all productive. I mean, I
1: mean, those are all good receivers that went on to be great pros too, and great gamblers for Ridley. So,
0: <laughs> top five receivers from a production and gambling problem standpoint. Wait, I've wait, got J- James Jameson,
1: wait, wait. You got Jamison Williams gambling. <laughs> Calvin Ridley, Brad Bohannon jumping in the mix.
0: Jesus spam. I have a gambling problem. You guys, you guys ask (laughs) yourselves all the time at home. Um, all right, let's get to some of the questions. All right. We have a, we have three audience questions and we'll close it out. This has been a very fun episode. I really appreciate you, um, for doing this, even though you just throw more and more shade at my team every time you're on. Um, okay. Here is what? Oh, somebody said team Selena or team Haley. And I thought she meant Selena, the Hispanic singer. And I was like, why? Like, I thought the question was like, are you team Selena or the person that murdered Selena? That would be a problem.
1: Yeah. My wife has a movie memorized. She knows every song. Some, really? Yeah. That's a big thing in Houston. Everybody knows Selena.
0: That was also, yeah. Somebody said, okay. I believe problem?
1: that was Selena Gomez,
0: right? And yeah, yeah, and yeah. Haley Beaver. I don't, I don't, I don't really know the whole thing, so I don't want to get into it. Here, here's a good question: What is your go-to liquid hangover remedy? Strictly hangover. So somebody said Gatorade, Powerade, yeah. or liquid IVs. Uh, Pedialyte, actually. Bingo! Yeah. Bingo! Certain flavor? No,
1: whatever. Any? Just yeah. Give it. <laughs> got it what? Well, hand me something cold and full of electrolytes.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. One of my favorite moments ever. I went to, I went to, not favorite moments ever, but one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen from a hangover. We went to Millageville to do. I did a comedy show there, and I remember I was getting paid like two hundred bucks to host at like a, a bar I used to get kicked out of, and and like to to headline and do like forty five minutes to fifty minutes, and then I had like a, a bar tab. And they're like, dude really sorry they had a bar tab for me and my three friends that i brought and they're like really sorry we had to charge you at some point because you guys were drinking a lot here's your tab and it was like 48 dollars for four of us <laughs> drink and i was like and i remember we were so fucking hung over the next morning we walked to it we went to a walgreens on the way out of town on 441 and we go in and it's me and my buddy jeff and jeff is like jeff is the most charismatic person i've ever met everyone loves him and he goes in, and it's like the sweetest lady at <laughs> Paul Green's is like, boys had a rough night. And we're like, Mm hmm. She's like, Okay, well, y'all have a better day. Be well. And Jeff is walking out, and he goes, Be well. Fuck off. And then just walked out the door. It was like, Good wow. lord. Poor lady. Um, you know, like, Are you a
1: shot guy, by the way? Like, I, are I you almost, doing oh, shots.
0: I'll do it. Yeah. Like, th- this is going to shock you, but as with most things that I do, when I start, I don't really stop until there's nothing else in front of me. That's not I, a bad.
1: I'm just wondering, like you're going to the bar for you're going with some friends for a night out. Are you just like I'm just drinking, like beer or whatever you're drinking? That's just that. Or
0: are you like got shots, shots, shots immediately, okay. and then also like like probably liquor? Like I'm not like if if we're out for an extended period of time, if it's if it's after 10 p.m. We're going straight to liquor and we're getting like vodka. I don't, I don't really have a, I don't have a, you know, Josh Pate always says there's no off season. I don't really have like a slowdown down mode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what do you do? Are you vodka mixed with something? Like, what do you, what's your
0: go-to spring and summer vodka soda splash crayon. If I'm at home splash pomegranate, cause it's good for the brain in the, in the fall and winter bourbon rocks that's it uh love beer love draft beer love bottled beer way more than cans what about you
1: uh yeah i mean if it's just if it's just chilling watching games out at the bars beer or whatever but yeah. uh yeah i mean we a you know, nice bottle <sighs> of rare you know we, so we bust good. that open
0: whatever yeah how about so here's a here's a question if you're going out for beers are you a buckets or are you a pitcher guy i like the taste of draft beer out of a glass,
1: but mm-hmm. the value is typically in buckets. So like if my wife and I are going to watch a game at a like if we're watching yeah. a football game, we'll do a bucket.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And I'll then buy- I'll ask I'll ask for a
1: frosty, nice tall glass so that I can pour my beer into and get okay. the taste of somewhat of a draft beer with a little I fun. love it.
0: Um yeah I I I love draft beer. Um but like I said but like this this whole fucking thing about the environment now is really starting to piss me off when it's coming to, to beer manufacturing believe this shit i mean to tell you what when this whole internet and global warming fad runs out i'm fucking ready for bottled beer i like bottled there's just something about a bottled beer that you can you can drink from it it's cold it keeps you cool you can hold up to your face it's it's like you can smash it over the corner of the bar if somebody's talking reckless to you and <laughs> you could jam it in someone's aorta. You can't do that with a can, brother, let alone a Bud Light can. Do you so know you when, that.
1: When, we, when we used to go out in college, we go to Bur- I had this kick, I would wear jeans with flip flops because that was a yeah, big I thing mean, to do in, that. in the early two thousands. But we go to Bourbon Street. And I wouldn't realize it at the time, but I'd get home the next morning and I'd have blood all over my feet from stepping on crushed bottles. <laughs> like people broke bottles and you're, you're wearing flip-flops. So your feet are just getting glass all over them.
0: I'm a big fan of jeans and, and sandals just from a comfort standpoint. And women have never liked it. I, I know that to be true even I'm not smart but I'm not wearing sandals to fucking bourbon street I thought you were going to say that your <laughs> your feet were black but I love the fact that you were just basically admitting that you were so drunk that you didn't realize your feet were just being you were just oh, walking yeah. on legos all night you
1: it was Annie Lennox walking on broken glass and you just didn't even <laughs> didn't even feel it
0: fantastic reference all right we have two more two more audience questions and then we'll move on all right so um, oh, I don't want that one um let's go to We've got a couple that were good from S- the SDS uh, question that we, we threw up there. Um, hold on, hold on. Uh, okay. How, someone said I didn't mean to say. Si- oh, okay. What? How do we make, okay, this is easy for you. Whataburger or In-N-Out? So in the state of Texas,
1: it is, it is against the law. To say that in and out burger is better like you have to say what a burger no matter what yeah. uh which actually they don't even say what Whatabur- a bird they say like w like water water burger that's how they say it here w-a-t-e-r yeah. water burger uh but i went to so when i went to la for the first time i don't know like this year sure. seven seven eight years ago um oh. <laughs> no for me right? uh i was it was like you gotta try what you gotta try it out you gotta try it out i try it no fine i mean one time yeah. experience thing it's fine it wasn't it wasn't life-changing but the breakfast at water like they have a honey butter chicken biscuit that is like yes. incredible so menu alone water right. out like we're just doing burger versus burger maybe in and Out's a better burger i don't know but like menu yeah.
0: alone it's water completely agree completely agree and also like the water thing or the in and out thing is like i love in and out but it's not anything that's like like, if, if I'm out – if I'm on the West Coast, I'm a 1,000% getting it. I I still think I have a picture of the receipts from the night Bama lost the national title game to Clemson. I had a $53 in-and-out order, um, which is almost <laughs> impossible. I ate my feelings all night. Um, oh,
1: did, did I tell you, too, when I got it in L.A.? I was in a rental car. They give you a tray. Like, I ordered through the drive oh, yeah. They give you a tray that you can eat off of in the car. I was like, well, look at this fancy shit. like California, fancy.
0: bro. The only trash they love is, is the, the actual humans that live on the side of the road. That sounds fucked
1: up. Right. So. Hollywood Walk of Fame littered with homeless people.
0: Yeah, the whole, the whole state, really. Oakland, oh, man. And I, I, I do love California. I was, like, really excited about there. Um, anyway, moving on. So here's another question. So, again, this is, this is like fourth and wrong that we did. This is all questions that have nothing to do with, with football. Um, I don't remember. If, did you like Taylor Swift or not? Did we already talk about this? Yeah, uh,
1: we saw her at a private when the Super Bowl was in Houston. We got tickets to see her at like a private concert. It was like it was like a couple hundred people, and so we were like twenty feet from the stage and got to see her perform all the hits. And we recently went back and looked at the set list, and she did like every hit like all too well, like everything. Yeah. And I was like looking back, and I'm like, I guess we did see. It. Like I didn't remember being a big deal at the time. I was like, Oh, Taylor Swift, she's okay. And now Houston, they're that was like, the,
0: that was the Falcons' loss, right?
1: Yeah, when y'all were up twenty eight to three, and then you blew it in dramatic fashion. But um, but no, I mean, <laughs> and favorite now it's
0: <laughs> Favorite album?
1: <laughs> but no, oh, favorite album of Taylor? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't think I know the albums that well.
0: What's yours? Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. It's not even particularly close.
1: Particularly okay. I really think really close. I do know that one. That I would probably go with that one.
0: All right. Last but not least this is our last question because Pepper is going to start barking. Um, there's been some good ones on here too. State, southern states were the worst drivers. I think we'd all agree it's Florida. So I'm not going to get into that. Worst kind of Uber driver. It, it's just for me personally. And, and here's the thing. I don't know if you guys know this. I I like, I love talking. I do it for a living. You see my hair right now. I haven't got, that actually doesn't look that bad. That doesn't look bad at all. I is gave that myself wet? a last week because I thought you don't want to see the back. See, this is, this is the bad part. Um, Because I haven't got it cut since December. Because I hate going to get a haircut because I hate forced conversation. I hate it. I hate (laughs) it. Like it is. So like if I'm in an Uber, and I'm not saying this to be rude or pretentious or whatever. And and a lot of times, I will start a conversation with an Uber driver. But if I'm on my phone, and I'm just kind of not speaking. You don't have earbuds?
1: Put the earbuds in. Sometimes I forget them. But that's what you need to do. Yeah, if you're not wearing it. If you don't bring earbuds in an Uber and you don't want to chat, that's on you.
0: I don't like, we haven't agreed on anything today. The more that we've done these shows, the better the ratings have gotten, the less friendship that we've had, I feel like. You are, you just, you talk shit about Bama. You talk, I mean, yeah. And I I always, you know what? I forget, like, this is the easiest thing to do in the world. Just put the fucking AirPods in the case. Yep. This is the first time I've found my AirPods in the actual case, maybe in two years.
1: Uh, Herman Brown, by the way, who wants to win? Who's going to win the SEC West? I'm going to take
0: Bama. Shut the fuck up. That's not real.
1: Uh, they play LSU in
0: Tuscaloosa. I'm not doing this right now because I'm not. You're in my head already, and I don't like it. I don't. How
1: like it. often do teams win in Tuscaloosa? Oh, I'll take never for
0: a hundred. Alex, come on. Twice in the last ten years. Johnny Manziel. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was it was Chad Kelly and Joe Burrow.
1: I did see an article though that LSU brings back the tenth most productivity of any team in college football. The tenth most, and they oh, said, yeah. they said the last time LSU brought back this much much productivity on the offense, 2019. So, Jane I, Daniels, I
0: just, but, you're just saying it all casually. Like Jane Daniels super, is
1: Jane Daniels is not Joe Burrow. No, but, he's not. But could he be better than last year when they won the SEC West and be even better? Maybe.
0: I don't. Know. I just. I, I. just don't like what you're doing. I don't. <laughs> well, like,
1: it. like real quick. So they bring back Mike Denbrock, same offense. Jaden Daniels, offensive line. Two freshman tackles are now sophomores, and their leading receiver, Malik Neighbors. But their LSU is going to get worse. Like I had an Auburn fan. So they're going to get worse. Week, there was an Auburn guy this week telling me, I don't think I think LSU is going to be worse than last year. I'm like,
0: how? Auburn guys, they don't know football.
1: They're 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 a gymnastics school at this point. <laughs> And I like, if, anything, that. if anything the offense stays the same like they're not gonna get worse that's
0: yeah. weird all right i love you to death gordy tell them where they can find you or don't you guys don't listen to him because he's being ridiculous also side note also definitely listen to gordy he's the best <laughs> side note and we're gonna end on this because it's been an hour and 17 minutes and we've done it again this has been great and thank you again hope you're enjoying this dan <laughs> Dan's gonna be so pissed. He hasn't texted me, which is probably not good. Um, I'm probably gonna have to put this one up myself. This is my fault. Um oh god, the audio levels will be
1: all off. Terrible kay. editing.
0: I'm not doing this to you right now. Um <laughs> so anyway, um the the uh the NFL schedules came out tonight. The Falcons have the easiest schedule in based off of off of teams winning percentage from a year ago i don't need you to respond about this because you've already insulted so many of the things that are important to me thank you again for saying oregon state would suck and laughing at my joke about oregon state but are you gonna be back on monday yes we'll be back monday um and and so in moving forward really quick let me throw this out there monday the 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 actual recording schedule will be monday night uh at 8 or 8 30 and then wednesday or thursday 8 or 8 30 as well we'll let you guys know beforehand Gordy, tell everyone where you can find him. You've been you've been great as usual, and, and also I, I just I know that you're making valid points, and I don't like it. That's what I'm projecting.
1: Yeah, I mean Desmond Ritter is your quarterback, so good luck with that. Um, Locked on SEC is is my show that that we do, and we talk uh, we talk specifically SEC. You guys talk all things college football mm-hmm. with an emphasis on SEC many yeah. times, but uh, yeah, we had some good guests. Tykees Crawford, go if anything, go check out our conversation with him. Offensive lineman for Arkansas, awesome dude, and. Uh, yeah, he told us all about how great the Danny Enos
0: offense is and all that. So check that out if you get a minute. It's a quitter. It's a quitter that's coming from me. All right. Thank you, guys. Love you all very much. We appreciate you guys tuning in, whether it's live, whether it's on Spotify. Make sure you give us a follow, a subscribe, all the different stuff because that still helps me keep my job. Um, leave us a five-star review if you haven't because um, I know a lot of you haven't. So just do it. Say nice things. It's the offseason. We'll be back on Monday, and we'll see you guys then.